Welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 167, Being Your Own Champion. It's December 21st, 2023. I'm your host, Lisa A. Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, all-around funny girl. (laughs) I am also a member of the Newsweek Expert Forum. What I do is I help people be happy, healthy, and well-loved, even when life is extremely difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast and none of my content is designed or intended to be medical or therapy advice. My music is by Howie Moskovich. Being your own champion. Oh my goodness. Do you know where I'm going with this? Well, I don't know. I'll tell you in a minute. First of all, please visit my website to enter my giveaway if you would be so kind. While you're there, you could also download my free emotional workbook, which is being revised but still very valuable. The next piece is my disclaimer. I am not a healthcare professional, nor am I a therapist of any kind. Nothing I say in this podcast or any of my content in any other format is designed to be medical or therapy advice. You should get your medical or therapy advice from a licensed healthcare provider. If you know someone who is in the deaf or hard of hearing community, I would appreciate it as might they. If you let them know, I have transcripts for all of my podcasts on my hosting platform, rss.com. Last but not least, and by the way, the transcripts are excellent for hearing people. That was the request originally was from a hearing person so they could print out the transcripts and use them uh, as an instructional learning tool. Uh, Lastly, but not least, if you are suicidal, my request is you call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255 or call or text 988. That number again is 1-800-273-8255 or call or text 988. What I promise you is that there are people who are very willing to help you and can help you. We have resources available. And if you understood how you got put together in life, you would probably not be feeling suicidal. You might actually be feeling proud of yourself. You really might have a very different outlook on life. So take the help that's available. All right. Being your own champion. Well, (laughs) why, why am I doing this topic? (laughs) Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? Well, I'm going to come back to this, but first we're going to get straight on uh, the definition of champion. So, Champion as a noun is one that wins first prize in a competition or one that is clearly superior or has the attributes of a winner. And number three, an ardent defender or supporter of a cause or another person. Synonyms for champion include advocate, supporter, proponent, backer, cheerleader, encourager, believer, hero, heroine, true believer. So for this podcast, the definition I'm going with is that, you know, somebody who has the attributes attributes of a winner and is a supporter of themselves because the title is being your own champion. So this is really about you being your own backer, your own true believer, your own cheerleader, your own proponent for yourself. So 
Now I'm going to go back to the question I originally asked. Why am I, why am I doing this podcast? Why am I covering this topic? I don't know where you are about it. Some of you instantly know what I'm talking about. I know that you do. <laughs> and some of you are a little bit like, hmm, I don't get it. So <clears throat> here's why. We have presently generations and generations of people who have been raised basically by themselves. They've been their own champion and they have been doing it with absent, absent a, a circle, a posse or, or what have. So they've basically been their own champion. And when I'm talking about who does this include, who's had to do that? Well, let's, let's talk about that because that's really one of the underpinnings of this. The people in this world, in this world, who've had to be their own champion includes people who were raised in homes where abuse was present, in homes where addictions were present, in homes where one or both parents were either narcissists or a psychopath or had a mental health illness, in homes where the child was either neglected or emotionally abused or otherwise not cared for, in homes where sibling bullying and mistreatment was either allowed, tolerated, encouraged, or ignored, in homes where children were pitted one against the other, in homes where emotions of the children were invalidated, where in homes where domestic abuse was present, and in homes where the child could do nothing right. Well, that's not the, that's not the entire list. In homes where the child's needs were not important or made to be less than, in homes where scapegoating took place, particularly of the child, in homes where emotional skills were low or absent, in homes where there was little or no love or affection. Now, if we look at the suicide rate in young people in, in the U.S. and worldwide, if we look at addiction rates, drug use, alcohol use, if we look at hoarding, mental health issues, if we look at the statistics of the world, Things are not moving in the right direction and it's sad, but who is champion, who is being the champion for children or young adults who grew up in, in a dysfunctional family or in the situations that I just described, which by the way, I did not include discrimination. I did not include, you know, racism. I did not include poverty. There's so many things that would leave a child not supported. You know, in a healthy family, life is very different. And But we in society, in my opinion, are kind of glossing over these issues. Like they're not a big deal. And it's not only just that we're glossing over the issues. We are actually normalizing bad behavior. We are normalizing abnormal, abhorrent, terrible behavior and we are abnormalizing. We are making good, healthy behavior be abnormal, which I have talked about in a few other podcasts. Like it's very sad and tragic, actually very tragic, that when I was raising my kids and I did make them be nice to each other, which I have a podcast titled Make Your Children Be Nice to Each Other. And I'm a diehard, absolute fan of that because in America, up to 80% of, of young people are bullied or mistreated by their own sibling. That is, is actually tragic and criminal. It should not be allowed because those children grow up to have problems. But we have normalized 
you know, teasing siblings, sibling rivalry, you know, nasty tricks to a sibling. Ha ha, I'm just kidding. We have normalized really crappy, excuse my language, crappy behavior. We have, we have, we've turned a blind eye and this has been happening for decades. I actually found a really great research uh, piece. It actually might've been a, a lecture. I'd have to pull it back up, but it was from the, like the 1960s and the title was fam the family in crisis. And it was really all about the psychological problems and issues of the family and the harm and the damage and the, the, the tragedy of it. And that was written in the 1960s. Well, guess what? We're in 2023 and, and it's not getting better. And it has it in fact gotten significantly worse because part of the issue is we're not telling the truth. So we're not telling the truth. We've normalized bad behavior and we've made good behavior abnormal. Like, like I took more flack for making my children be nice to each other. It just, it made me sick. Now it didn't, didn't dissuade me. <laughs> it didn't deter me in any way. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. I didn't know the statistic back then that up to 80% of children were uh, mistreated or bullied by their own sibling. I had no idea of that. The, the breadth of research making childhood really it's a form of abuse. Bullying and mistreatment by your sibling is abuse. There's no question, but we, 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 we placate, uh, the family by saying, well, you know, they didn't mean it. It wasn't so bad. You know, so here are kids we have, and, we, and I, I have so many other kids. Like, what about the kids in foster care? What about the kids who are aging out of foster care who have no one? We just really kind of throw kids to the wolves. We throw kids for the, for the most part uh, uh, to the wolves. And then we wonder why they kill themselves or we wonder why they do drugs or alcohol because they don't have emotional skills, you know, in an unhealthy family, which is the predominant norm, by the way, we don't, I don't have good statistics on a lot of the behavior. So, uh, when I was researching dysfunctional families back in the day, I did find one statistic that said 70 to 96% of American families are dysfunctional. I think that's probably a reasonable range, 70 to 96%. I mean, it's not a hundred percent, but it's, it's pretty high. And, um, you know, we have families where the parents are jealous of their own child or they resent their own child. They say horrible things and people know about this, but nobody is calling these parents out on their bad behavior. I mean, I certainly am aware of a man who was taking family money and hiding it and all of his coworkers and most of his coworkers knew it, knew about it, thought it was horrible. And then they were afraid to confront him. Well, they had other reasons to be afraid of him. But we, we just allow people to do stuff like, oh, it's not my business. Oh, it's not my place. You know, I, I don't want to be, uh, you know, meddling. Well, when you're standing up for somebody else, that's not meddling. That's love and compassion. So we have people who have survived a toxic family and have flourished. Now, there's not that many of them, but we have some. And, and yet it's more common that in a toxic, dysfunctional family, whatever the source was, um, 
uh, the kids grow up and they have problems. Like in a healthy and well family, the parents are going to support their children over a lifetime, not in just until they turn 18. I And I'm not just talking about love and affection and emotional. They're going to be there because they love their child or their children and they want to be there and they want to provide what they can, like lovingly, freely, not because they have to, not because they want to look good to their neighbors, not because of some other emotive or agenda simply because they love their child and want to have an amazing rich relationship with their child and in a healthy and well family the siblings get along and support each other they do not engage in smear campaign backstabbing and other activities to intentionally harm their sibling but we have the more people, more people in the world who are growing up in a toxic and a dysfunctional family and what happens in those families is they are not only out to get you, they will kick you when you're down. They will do like the worst things to you without question. So we're raising children in an age of technology in a society that has low emotional abilities, well, emotional abilities are critical to mental health and wellness. They, it's just, it's a fact. And so we're raising children who are now in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s plus, who were never taught emotional skills, who were never taught healthy habits and practices, who were never taught the difference between a scarcity mindset and an abundant mindset or empowering beliefs versus disempowering beliefs or that they should have rational thinking or how to have communication that's more effective or that they, that they are loving, that they are worthy and deserving and that they, that they have worth. Like that's, that's what, what's happening. So this podcast is to make the the noble attempt to bring people around, give you some tips and techniques on how to be your own champion because more people have to do it than not. Now, if you have a great family and your siblings all love each other and you all get along, oh, I'm so happy for you. I I really, really am. And it's interesting because sometimes that happens because of a tragedy or a trauma in the family and the kids band together to support the mother or father or whatever. Like sometimes there's a, a, a precipitating factor and, and sometimes not, but it's not the case for most people. So let's get people some instruction or some suggestions on how to be their own champion because it is, it is more common than not. So first of all, my first thought is, Number one, pat yourself on the back. Like if you've made it this far and and you've been mostly on your own, maybe you had one family member or maybe you had one sibling or maybe you had somebody in your corner, uh, it's a big deal. It's a big deal because the likelihood is you've experienced uh, some trauma for sure. That's that's the, almost the rule. Not the, it's not the hard and fast rule, but it's a pretty big rule. It's a pretty it's pretty normal to have trauma. It's pretty abnormal to grow up absent any trauma. So my request would be that you be very proud of yourself and you seriously celebrate, like mark it on the calendar, whether, you know, it's this weekend or next week or over the holidays or at some point that you find a way to celebrate yourself 
for being a stand for yourself, for being a champion of yourself and for making it this far. I don't care what your life looks like right now, because I will tell you, there are, there are so many people sitting in judgment of my life right now. I know they are, you know, they think I'm depressed, which I'm not. They think I'm like, you know, I've made poor decisions, which I haven't, you know, I've made the best decisions I could make under the circumstances, given the situation, etc. Of course, some of my decisions are based around the fact that I maintain my mental and emotional well-being. And some people would have me do things that are negative or detrimental to my emotional health and well-being. No, thank you, people. I'm not doing that. No, no, that's a bad idea. Oh, it might, you know, save me a little money, but if it costs me my mental and emotional health, there's no price for that. My mental and emotional health is worth everything. And, and so... I want you to celebrate even if you feel like your life is a mess and you may have problems. Look, I have problems. You don't get all your money stolen. You don't get all the bad, nasty stuff happen to you that has happened to me literally in the last three years. There's many more traumas and bad things, but just in the last three uh, years without having your life be a little, look, look a little messy. Well, my life looks a little messy and I'm then to throw gasoline on the fire. I had a terrible nearly fatal car accident. So now it's really a mess, but I'm well, I'm healthy. I'm well, I'm healing. I'm happy. What more could you want? I've got a great future. I'm living into my future, but people look at me and think, Oh, you know, what a, what a hot mess, but celebrate. You've made it this far, whatever your life looks like. I don't care if you think it's like a, a gazillion, the, like the worst life you could have. You're alive. You're listening to this podcast. So celebrate number one, you're alive. Celebrate number two, you're listening to this podcast. And the third thing you can celebrate is you have a future you can create. So celebrate yourself, pat yourself on the back. My next comment on this before I get into some other aspects is friends as champions. So if you're lucky enough in life, you'll make good friends along the way. And some of you will have childhood friends that you'll keep forever and some of you, some of us, will lose a childhood friend who just doesn't want to, like, we're too different from them, we're too, we're too something, something, or we're not enough, or whatever. But friends, good friends, regardless of whether you meet them this year, last year, 10 years ago, or whatever, good friends can act and function as champions along the way, kind of being in, in place of a good, healthy family. Like what kind of taking on some of the attributes or functions that a healthy family member would take on if you didn't have a toxic family. Now, I do believe from everything I've read, well, what we know is if you do not have enough social connections, that isolation and loneliness are more detrimental to human health than obesity and lots of other very serious health risks. So it's very important that you do have friends and social connections. That's extremely important to human health. It was a little surprising to read that, that having, having social connections and, and being with people really basically not having loneliness or isolation in your life is, is way more, it's more significant than dealing with obesity and other health risks. So it's important that you have great friends, but really great friends can support you in having a wonderful life. Now, if you, if you, um, 
if you have a horrible family, I have to sidetrack here. I have to sidetrack, side sidebar. You know, if you have a crappy family, like I was talking about earlier, maybe your parents are hoarders or, you know, one parent's a hoarder and the other parent allows it, or they're alcoholics or one is, or you have a psychopath as a father or a narcissist as a mother or whatever, whatever you got going on, you will need to grieve that. You will need to process your emotions on that and, and go through the sadness because it's very sad when your family of origin doesn't treat you well. It's very sad when your parents basically kick you out when you turn 18 and some people get kicked out before they're 18 and you're basically on your own for your entire life. That's very sad. You, it's a trauma. And you will need to grieve that out. That's that's something that you may be being your own champion. And you maybe you've been being your own champion for, you know, years now. But you might not have dealt with the emotions of the loss and the grief of having a toxic or uh, unhealthy family. So that, in my opinion, is something that you would do very well to deal, look at, feel, and deal with. And I know it's painful. I know it's painful. Like lots of things in life are painful. So to help you, I do have an emotional workbook on my website, as I mentioned earlier. It's free. Right now I'm adding uh, some, I'm, I'm adding a table of contents to make it easier to use, but you really do need to read the whole thing. It's not something you can jump around in. Well, you can jump around in it because you can do whatever you want. It's your life. <laughs> I, I recommend you read it entirely, read it entirely. You're going to have to read it a couple times, go through the questions. You're going to have to learn it. Your brain will pick it up pretty quickly, but that's a tool to help you because what you do with your emotions, you have to identify them. You have to manage and process them. And you also have to regulate them. These are, well, what do you do? That happens in your head. I hate to break it to you, but it does happen in your mind. So the workbook is about what you do in your mind and the aspects. It's very rich. It's very, it's, there's many layers to it. So you will have to grieve out the, the fact that you have a crappy family or maybe it's just one parent or maybe it's just one sibling or maybe it's whatever. Or maybe you never have any. I mean, I, I know people who are, who are 15 and 16 and they don't have anyone as a champion, anyone, you know, not, not even good friends. So like, this is really important. And the piece I'm talking about is that you deal with your emotions about the trauma and about the sadness and about the loss. Because it's a, if you have a dysfunctional, really unhealthy family, it's going to last a lifetime. I hate to break it to you. You could be, you could wear rose colored glasses and hope and pray and think and, and, and effort to heal the family, but it's extremely unlikely. It's very, very, very unlikely. I hate to say that because I'm, I'm the optimist. <laughs> I'm the eternal optimist. But then there's, then there's like truth. And the truth is people only change when they make up their mind they want to change. And they mostly only ever want to change when there's something at stake that is so valuable they have to have it. Otherwise, they're just going to be, they're going to be stuck in their ways. They're going to lose the guy, lose the husband, lose the wife, lose the girlfriend, lose the job, lose their money, lose this. Lose, they're going to lose, lose, lose because they're unwilling to step back, manage and process their emotions, deal with life, deal with their decisions, and deal with themselves. So my biggest request, if this applies to you in any regard, is to really download the workbook and begin to, to work on it. 
Oh, and I am adding a cover, which I just got the graphics back on it. It looks great. Uh, I have to be one minor change to make. So it'll be a new cover, a cover. There's not a cover on it now. And a uh, table of contents when I sort that out. A table of contents is kicking myself. It's kicking my butt. All right. So deal with your emotions if you've had a terrible family. And if you have to champion yourself, really, you want to deal with your emotions. So let, I want to talk now for a moment about when it's just you. So in some cases, you may have friends, which is great, but sometimes your friends will not believe in your dreams. I'm sorry to, I'm sorry to break it to you. If you're a dreamer and you dream big or, or you think differently than your friends or, you know, like there are many different things that can happen where your friends are not going to get on board. And I hate to say it, but you have to suck it up. You have to suck that up that sometimes you and only you are going to be your champion. I just hate, I hate to say that, but because it's hard. It is extremely hard if you have to be your own champion and your friends are not on board with your life vision or your life plans or whoever you're going to date or whoever you're going to marry or whoever, you know, wherever you're going to move, whatever it is you're doing. So, but it can be done. It absolutely can be done where you are your biggest fan. You are your biggest cheerleader. You are your biggest advocate, but it's hard. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to tell you it's hard. It's very hard. But uh, here's a quote from Eleanor Roosevelt, Eleanor Roosevelt, which I think kind of encapsulates this, this notion of what I'm saying. Quote, the future the future belongs to those who believe in the beauty of their dreams, end quote. So sometimes you have to believe in your dreams and sometimes you're the only one who will believe until your dream comes to fruition. And then people might be saying, oh, she wasn't kidding. Oh, he wasn't kidding. Oh, yeah. Wow. Look, they did it. And then they'll be like, ah, and some people will be happy and some people will be mad. But you have to be, as Eleanor Roosevelt quoted, you have to believe in the beauty of your own dreams. And it, I'm not kidding. It can be hard. So what's helpful is the tips and techniques that I provide in my podcast to deal with life. Like, you know, because if you don't think you're going to be successful, guess what? You're not going to be successful. If you don't believe you'll end up with somebody to love you like in a beautiful way, guess what? You won't. If you believe you will end up with someone, you will. Like, you know, like your beliefs are very powerful. So it's, if you're, if it's just you for whatever reason, I'm not saying that you won't have friends. I'm saying that you may have friends or family or both who do not agree or support your dream or whatever you're doing. That, ha that happens. It happens actually a lot because people want you to do what they think you should do. It's like, they're going to project their plans for you, their vision for you, their ideas for you onto you because people don't know they're projecting and they think they're right and they think they know it all and blah, blah, blah. And they're not going to support you if you're not doing what they think you should do. They're just not. Or many times they're not. And if you get somebody who's going to support you, even though they're like, well, I'm not sure it'll work, but I'm going to support you because I believe in you, then, then hold on to those people. So I do have some final suggestions to help you be your own champion. And you've probably been being your own champion, but maybe you'll get some ideas out of this list to give you some new avenues for action. As I already mentioned, number one is grieve the loss that your parent, parents, or sibling or siblings are not cheering you on and are not 
being your champion. Because if you have to be your own champion in life, either you have no family, like none, like they're all deceased, which happens, or you could have been adopted or you could have been, you know, like there are situations where people do not have a family by no fault of their own and not because they're estranged from their family. There are people who have no family. Um, but, but if you have a family, if you have parents, a parent or siblings or, you know, and they are not good to you and they're not champion being your champion, my first suggestion is to grieve the loss. Really dig down, learn this technique of how to manage and process your emotions and deal with that because it is a, it's a very traumatic loss. It's, 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 a, it's a deviation from what people expect and it's, it's a deviation really from what we think is going on. Like it's the reality is this is what's going on for more people than not, that they are not being championed by their family. If we have 80% of young people in America who are bullied or mistreated by their own sibling, which is the statistic. I did see a statistic that said it's higher than 80%, but I'm going with the, the lower number. The lower number is 80%. That's epidemic. It's an epidemic we're not talking about. And that's all it would take to leave a young person or adult to be their own champion. Like seriously. So grieve out the loss, deal with the trauma. Number two, I already mentioned this, but be proud of yourself. Like if you've made it this far and, you know, you don't have your family jumping up and down and going, oh, you're going to do that. Yay, we'll support you. Yeah, no, that's not usually what happens. Be proud of yourself. It's, re it's really remarkable. I don't, I don't know if you understand what a big deal it is. It's a big deal. You're listening to this podcast, so you haven't given up. And I'm telling you right now, you should be proud of yourself for, for not giving up because, you know, the skills that you were not given in life, it's just, it's morally wrong and bankrupt and you still made it this far. So totally be proud of yourself and do celebrate, as I mentioned earlier. My next suggestion, number three, is to set yourself up for success. So there are things you can do that will support you in all areas of life that will support you in growing skills, growing abilities, and 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 moving forward as your own champion. So um, have a reward system. I'm a diehard fan of that. I've been coaching people forever. They all have a reward system and they use it. And if they don't have self-discipline, they start to build that with the reward system. So I have a podcast about all of this stuff, but have a reward system. Also have one person, if you can, and you could, or a team to champion what you're doing. So your family or your friends might not support what you're doing, but you might be able to find other people through social media or other connections that will champion you and will celebrate and will believe in what you're doing. It's, it increases your success enormously. If you have one person that you will commit to, here's what I'm committed to. Here's what I'm going to work on. If you have a team and you're meeting and you're like going through it, then, then you're like, you're, you're going to win. You are going to be successful. My next suggestion under this heading of setting yourself up for success is to make or buy little or big signs to inspire, encourage yourself. They can be handwritten with Sharpies and markers. They could be something you buy. It, it definitely needs to be something that calls to your heart and inspires you. It could be something as simple as 
the words printed on your print, printer on your computer you can do it in a big bold font and put that up of course me i'd like to dress it up so i'm going to put some little fun graphics on it but make some signs to encourage you because we have a tendency to forget what we're up to we have a tendency to be distracted we have a tendency to procrastinate and avoid things so make some signs i kid you not uh, i absolutely suggest you have a master list to keep track of your progress and keep you in the game now i do talk about a master list in one of my time management pro uh, podcasts so i'm not going to belabor that you do want to manage your time the more you manage your time the more free time you have the more time you'll have to create this amazing life so of course you'll want to boost your skills there but definitely use a master list it will it will help you i recommend that it's like 11 by 17 inch paper or oversized paper so that you can use a sharpie and it's and it's like you know a good thing my next suggestion under setting yourself up for sex success is to use affirmations to address issues so most people 85 percent of the population according to all reports according to the research has low self-esteem which means that you're thinking you're not worthy you're not deserving you're not good enough for this person you're not good enough for this job somebody else would be better with that guy somebody else would be better for that job like you're not thinking you're good enough so you can use affirmations which takes advantage of neuroplasticity of the brain to rewire your subconscious and unconscious mind i highly recommend neuroplasticity and affirmations and i do have a podcast about neuroplasticity which is in combination with psychoneuroimmunology which i also recommend but affirmations are an easy way to reprogram and rewire your subconscious mind you do have to do them frequently you know you you have it you can't rewire your brain just by saying oh i'm going to rewire my brain you have to have intentional actions you have to have stimuli you have to have you know repetition to it and and it does take some time but you can do that and under setting yourself up for success um my last piece under this heading is that you really you do have to believe in yourself and for some of you that's that's very hard i know i really I, I work with people i live in the real world i know what people are like i know that can be extremely hard but you've got to bring it along and the things that will help you have faith is if you engage in um visualization and anticipation of which i have a podcast on i'm a big fan i'm a big fan of that because i do say you have to be able to see it in your mind's eye or see it and feel it to have it happen I mean that's that's what the research says you can dispute that i'm not going to argue with you about that but anticipation and visualization will help you uh, to build faith and the more you anticipate the more you visualize the greater your faith will be but you do need to have some faith that you can accomplish whatever you're out to accomplish or have whatever you want to have in your life my next suggestion uh, I not to belabor a point people not to beat a dead horse but my fourth point here is to grow your emotions i just simply cannot tell you how important this is this is what pay, takes people out of the game this is what tanks people this is what leads people to make bad decisions they don't have emotional intelligence and they don't have emotional skills and as a result they're they may have irrational thinking they may not realize that they're the same like there's lots of things they might not realize because they don't have emotional skills and it leads them down a dark path it leads that it's it's not good i'm telling you 
for your mental and emotional health, you need emotional skills. There's no, there's no way around that. You can get through life without them, but you're not going to have the same life. You can absolutely get through life without emotional skills, but you're really going to be bankrupt. You're not, you're going to be on a shallow end. You, you will, you might be able to, you know, quote unquote, be a success. Well, success is relative. It's a relative term, but you will have a very different life if you can feel your feelings, identify them, manage and process them and engage in emotional regulation for sure. Number five, self-care, self-care, self-care. <laughs> I know I love self-care. <laughs> I do. I do it. Listen, I am recovering from this car accident, so I'm not seeing lots of people. I'm not out in the world right now. Uh, like I will be very soon, like I will be next week. Uh, but I'm a fan of self-care. So I still have my little bit of makeup that I wear, which is hardly any. I know I'm still shower. I'm like, I'm all cleaned up. I'm like, you know, self-care. It's amazing. You will feel like a million bucks if you get a self-care regimen and it's way more than just your grooming. I know I mentioned grooming, but self-care is also how you take care of yourself and your space and your emotions and so many things, which I do discuss in my podcast on self-care and self-compassion. So I would add self-compassion is, is got to be somewhere in the mix because oh, some of you, some of you are so mean to yourselves. Oh, it, it like literally it breaks my heart how mean and how vicious some of you listening to this podcast are to yourself. You're mean. You're like, you're like awful mean. You like judge yourself like wickedly and it's not cool. It's definitely not cool. I mean, it, it, it's painful for people to see. It's painful for people to hear. And if you think people don't know that, I got news for you. You tell, you have more tells than you know. People who have low self-esteem make remarks all the time, all the time, every day, that are the telltale signs that they don't feel worthy or deserving. I hate to break that to you. So self-compassion, be kind to yourself is a really, it's, 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 it, it feels great and it's better. Like, I don't, I can't tell you since my car accident, <laughs> I've had, I've had a couple people, no, no information about who or, or whether they're still in my life or not, who've told me like, I'm, I'm a loser <laughs> and, or I'm, I'm not good enough. And I just think, well, that's really sad. It's really sad. They think that because I am good enough and you're good enough. Because you're a human being, you are already good enough. You were born as a human being, and that means you are deserving, you are worthy, and you're good enough. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. So, all right, number six, sprinkle your life with happiness while you are moving your life forward. Oh, yes. Like, I mean, I, I think I mentioned another podcast. Like, I, my, one of my signature moves for sprinkling, like, my day with a little happiness is was occasionally taking candy to people like in a little gift bag or if I don't have a gift bag I might use a little Ziploc bag whatever just little like little miniature candy bars or little some little type of candy and and it's my signature move I've been doing it since um oh gosh I can't even remember for sure in my young professional days but whatever it doesn't really matter how long I've been doing it. I've been doing it for a long time anyway I took a bag of candy to uh, one of my doctors <laughs> in the last month and they this was the third batch of candy this doctor had gotten and, and he was kind of like um why did you bring me candy like very straight face monotone why did you bring me candy and I started to laugh I said well it's my signature move it's what I do and he's like but why 
I said, because candy usually makes people happy. And he was like, oh. I said, well, I like to spread happiness. I'm a happiness expert. It makes me happy to give people candy. Candy, they're usually, you know, like, so fine. I'm not saying you have to give people candy. There's lots of ways you can sprinkle your life with happiness, starting by doing what things that make you happy. Like when I'm not working, of course, I'm, I'm in a little environment that's not my normal environment because I'm recovering but I've been doing a little bit of watercolor painting because it makes me happy like I know what makes me happy I know what makes me unhappy I avoid what makes me unhappy and I sprinkle my life with happiness wherever I can so while you're being your own champion sprinkle your life with happiness all right my next suggestion is to be present and be mindful I just did a podcast in the last week or so about being mindful or being present. And it's, it's, well, being mindful has become way more popular since, um, this research, this professor, John Zabitzin or Zin, whatever his name is, it's in the podcast, um, popularized mindfulness with his, his research and, and he had a pain relief plan, um, so being mindful and being present, so there are different terms for the same thing. It, it just makes life magical, like really, really magical. And it will lower your stress. It's good for you in all kinds of ways. So you, you might not know what I mean by being mindful and being present. So get on that band because <laughs> it's like, I want you to have a magical life. I really do. I don't want you being sad or depressed and... You know, like, I mean, like, look, I have a depressing situation right now. If you're recovering from a nearly fatal car accident and you broke a lot of bones, I mean, I broke a lot of bones. I am wearing a back brace now, although uh, my back has been healing very nicely. I'm not, I'm not in any pain, as I said in a podcast, I think yesterday. I haven't been, I took myself off of prescription pain meds in early October. So I'm not in pain. But my mobility is limited. My life is kind of a little isolated while I'm healing and not so mobile. So I do what makes me happy. And luckily, I know things that make me happy. And this is not what most people do. So you learning to be present and be mindful it will be very helpful for you to have a happy life and for you to be your own champion. Now, love and affection. Oh my goodness. Well, as if I didn't have enough podcasts on love, I did one, Heather, I think it was last week, about being love. So lots of things about love are important. And that's one thing, love and affection. Now, it, I'm, not, I'm not talking about romantic love. It could be romantic love. It doesn't have to be romantic love. Of course, romantic love, I'm a, now a diehard fan of, even though I don't have it yet. It's coming. I promise you it's coming. If it doesn't arrive before New Year's, it will come in 2024. Guaranteed. You're just guaranteed. Um, you don't have to have romantic love. You can just go for platonic love and affection. But love and affection is a very, very helpful for human health, for happiness, for all kinds of things. So you definitely want to have love and affection in your life. And if you have had the situation where you have had to be your own champion, whether it's because you have an unhealthy, toxic family, whether it's because you actually have no family or, you know, what have you, then love and affection becomes even more important, in my opinion. Now, that's an opinion. I don't know that anybody's done any research on that because some of this stuff, we're just, it's very sad to me. We're just not being honest. Like, you know, how many, how many young people commit suicide because their parents said to them, I wish you were never born? 
That co that comment, I wish you were never born, is more common than you would ever want to know. Like in 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 decades that I've talked to people, I shudder. I shudder at the number of people whose parents said that to somebody to somebody I know. And I do know there are people who've committed suicide because, you know, their parent or someone in the family kind of egged them on. So we're, we're just really not being truthful in a lot of areas. And for you, if you've had whatever situation that has resulted in you having to be your own champion, then I would put love and affection high on your list romantic platonic both or one or the other well if you're going to have romantic hopefully you're also going to have platonic friends and love and affection platonically i would hope and if you're only going to have a romantic partner and that's all you need and all you want well good i support you i support you in having whatever you want this is your life not mine so i hope that's been helpful it is tragic that we have so many people like it this is this is the most common situation i think really where people are kind of left to pull themselves up by their bootstraps and flounder and struggle. And I, it just really upsets me, which of course is why I'm doing the content I'm doing, because I already know this, like, this is my, this is my wheelhouse. I want to share what I know. So other people don't have to struggle. They don't have to reinvent the wheel. And luckily, like by the grace of God, this has to be by the grace of God or Holy Spirit or something other than me, you know, my content has been vetted by multiple therapists and multiple physicians, MDs and DOs as being research-based and therapy approved techniques. Well, who knew? Well, I didn't, I didn't know that. I was a little nervous when I had the first therapist start their review. Like I didn't know what was going to happen. So by the grace of God. So I've got content to help people, but it's just very sad and heartbreaking that we have live in a society and in a world where people literally have to be their own champion. So I hope this has been helpful. I have lots of other content to help you. And apparently the downloads are coming. I have more content then I know what to do with, so I'm putting it out as, as much as possible. I hope you're hanging in there. I do love you, and that's it. Take care for now. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life podcast, episode number 167, Being Your Own Champion. I request that you share this podcast with other people so people can start to feel better. People can start to be proud of themselves and recognize that their situation is probably more common than, than they thought and they can start to become their own champion. I hope you're doing well. I really do love you. Hang in there for now. That's it.